Photography Chat with Merlin. Photography Chat with Merlin. Welcome to another episode of the Photography Chat. We have Mario with us from sunny San Diego. San Diego, San Diego, <laughs> north of San Diego, Oceanside, to be specific. I just, San Diego always makes me think of Anchorman when Will Ferrell is like, the whale's penis. <laughs> it is one of the number one home costumes I'm down here. <clears throat> yeah. That Anchorman. I, I can see that. Like, does anyone do the milk version of Anchorman, though, when he's like, <laughs> walking on the street? It's like, milk was a terrible idea. I I am sure somebody does. <laughs> my favorite there. My favorite part of that movie though was when um Jack Black fucking kicked his dog off of the bridge. <laughs> oh yeah. When he's like, Alright, this is happening now and just picks up his dog and just like fucking turfs him right across the right over right, right over the edge. <clears throat> I haven't seen that movie in quite a while. Hold on, I'm on my phone it's blowing up. Oh, no worries, man. All right. Here we go. Yeah, so we're, uh, this is, uh, we're still in season three, uh, episode 42, and uh, we've got Mario with us. And you want to take a moment to uh, let the folks know a little bit about you? Yeah, um, I am Mario Machon. Uh, I am from, currently from Oceanside. I feel like I've been around from most places in Southern California by now. Um, I don't really know how to describe myself because I kind of reinvent myself a lot. We'll probably talk a little bit about that, but I'm currently making cameras um, for myself and sharing them with everyone, I guess, <laughs> is the best way to describe it. Because I just won't make any camera. I'll make something that I want for myself. And then, so, you know, so share far, the files, share the love. So far, what's been your favorite camera that you've made? Ah, <clears throat> uh, I wasn't ready for that question. That's like, which which one of your kids is your favorite? Uh, I mean, damn, we can get I mean, into know, that too. Like every parent yeah. has a favorite. They say they don't have favorites, <laughs> but like they they totally do. They totally do. Um, I would say after Polacon, the big wide is a uh, man. It's uh, I've been pretty happy with with the results so far. I think the only thing that would make it make me like really love it more than anything else in the world, obviously, is not too possible maybe but like if you could collapse <laughs> so i could just do like and then just pop out a big wide you know or like the lightsaber kind just like Dude, and i got the big wide ready if you could make if you can make a bellows version of the big wide oh. yeah i mean well most people kind of do that already right like they set up their two tens and they kind of do that portrait type. it's just a matter of fixing it in place i guess uh, Abel is bringing um, a conversation piece from uh, from the last episode where uh, we decided that the uh, the big wide, as far as cameras go, totally fucks. Yep. Yeah. Man, porn star, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if, if yeah. you don't if you don't make shirts, I'm going to make shirts to say like this camera fucks. If anybody doesn't know. <clears throat> yeah. Do you want to take a moment to introduce the big wide to everybody? Yeah, of course, since I've got it out here. Um, so for those of you that don't know, uh, most people probably know, but there was a camera called the Big Shot. 
that Andy Warhol is the most famous for using. He's the most famous guy that used that camera um, for a lot of his art. Um, so it's a pretty legendary camera. Um, and there's people mod it all the time. There's lots of people out there that will mod one for you to take insects. They'll put an insect uh, wide camera on the back of it. Um, but yeah, I wanted to do a little bit different and basically have that same type of portrait style fixed focus camera where like when you look through it and you aim it, like you have to move back and forth to like focus. And then inside of the viewfinder, there's like a double, double image that you have to kind of line up. Um, that, that was called the big shot is called the big shot shuffle. Um, so the challenge was making a camera that can be totally 3D printed for all the folks out there that don't want to pick up like cutting tools or soldering irons or um, just cut through a bunch of plastic or even measure it because you got to do a lot of measuring along the way too. Um, so that's kind of what brought the big white about. Uh, was originally supposed to be just like, here's my homage to the big shot. Here's free files. Everyone, you know, make your own, sell them if you want to. Um, but I guess there's a lot of demand. <laughs> everyone wants one now, I guess. I totally um, want one. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm getting some 210 lenses on the way, so I'll have to. Ooh. We'll have to go through and see which one you want to pair up. I know you were looking for one, but I decided to just start stocking up on them. <laughs> yeah, just in case, you know. I mean, it's like the thing about cameras these days is some of these mods is like since there's maybe certain lenses are only like on eBay, like five at a time, ten at a time. So it's not like you need overwhelming demand to just shoot the prices up. Like you just need like five people at a time looking for the same lens and then the prices just kind of climb. So I don't know if that'll happen with this one. Um, I know that I did put a list out there of the lenses that are favored, uh, that I favor. And my watch list one was just started like selling. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I didn't grab that one when I should have. Oh shit. Um, but hopefully it's for this. I don't know. I don't know if it's, it is, you know, but um, I, I'm well, always looking at lenses. I can't see the um, instant wide or the, the 20, like 210 being a uh, popular lens otherwise. Yeah. I mean, is it, was it some kind of standard lens? I think that focal length. Yeah. I, I think it was pretty you'll find a lot of the Fuji's, but some of the other ones that I'm favoring, like the smaller ones, uh, something kind of that's like low profile like that. Mm. Um, yeah, those are the ones that are kind of a little bit more difficult to find, but you'll find the Fuji ones all day long, but they've just got this huge element on it. And then the rear element still goes into the camera a bit more. Um, but yeah, that, that's actually the lens that I originally started designing for. I have one that I'm going to auction off pretty soon with that Fuji. Cause it is the cheapest of the two tens just about, um, but I don't know if Forrest is on, but Forrest Burke, you know Forrest, right? Yeah, I know Forrest. Yeah, yeah, he recommended like a, he suggested like a handle, so we added the Forrest Burke handle version. That it'll, it'll add it'll add the handle right here, so you can kind of support the front uh, heavy lens a little bit better. That's pretty spiffy. Yeah, yeah, it was a good call on that because I wouldn't have thought of that. I was just dreading having to carry it around and just waiting for that moment where you just like bump into something and whoop. How goes the the lens flying? <laughs> but I guess that would happen with any camera where you've got a huge, large format lens on the front and you're carrying it around. That is true. Yeah. Well, I mean, now that you've answered which is your favorite camera, um, 
it's only fair to ask, which is your favorite child? Uh, my favorite child would have to be Andrew. Yeah, definitely. Without a doubt. I hate the rest of them. <laughs> He's my only child. <laughs> oh, well that makes it easy. He's my only child. So I could make, I could get away with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my little, college too. Yeah. I remember you feel old. You're, you're not old. You're like what? 25. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? Um, I've been 30, 33 for the last X amount of years. I'm going to be 33 for the next 10 years, probably. <laughs> I think, like, if I could pick any age to sort of, like, chill at, I think 35. I, I would go back to 35. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Any particular reason why 35? It's kind of what when... What life like at 35? <clears throat> um... I started living again at 35. It was just like after my ex-wife and I had like separated and, uh, you know, there was a lot of fucked up things that happened at 35, but a lot of really good things that happened at 35. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was like an okay year. I know. Lots of people out there are like, man, 35, <clears throat> like for me it would be 25. No, at 25. <laughs> I don't know what it would be for me specifically. Though. What, what would it be for you? Uh, I don't know. I think maybe the last 20 years, 15 years or so, I've kind of enjoyed something about every year. It'd be hard to say. Mm. You know, cause I want to say that I'd love to go back to my mid to late twenties, but then I did a lot of cool shit in my late thirties. You know? And then all the camera stuff, I mean, mid thirties and all the camera stuff happened, you know, mid late thirties. So, <laughs> No, no, but you're 33, so it's like... Do it's I all like had, my... Oh, yeah, that's right, I'm 33. Yeah, exactly. So in my time machine, when I went to see my future, um, yeah, I saw I saw that age, that age range being one of my favorites. But yeah, um, hard to say, actually. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't want to go back to my 20s because, like, I was an absolute douchebag in, in my 20s. <laughs> and so I was just like, Man. you know, I don't want to relive it, and I don't want to see that person ever again. Like, I'm glad I've grown up past that. And all the cool shit I've done in my life has been since 35. I kind of don't want to remember just in case I was a douchebag in my <laughs> 20s. That's, uh, that's fair. You that's know, fair. I've, uh, that's why I don't mind, you know, the herb taking the memories away because like, all right, I'm forgetting. I'm starting to forget things, which is cool. I'm living more in the moment now. So <laughs> I mean, the moment is all we have at the end of the day, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, my memory has been so terrible. Um, yeah. it's yeah, It doesn't get better from here, dude. No, no, it doesn't. <clears throat> I mean, like, age isn't on my side, and then I was in a car accident a couple of years ago that also, like, fucked my brain up. Oh, and really? so, you know, it's, uh, like, right before the the chat, I needed to go eat some food because I forgot to eat today. And so a friend of mine who uses my studio, he came along with me to this burrito joint up the street and, uh, it's like a vegetarian burrito joint, but it's like, it's really good. Excuse me. And, uh, I saw they had tortilla soup and I was like, fuck, I had some really good tortilla soup on my trip. I'm going to get tortilla soup tonight instead of a burrito. And then I was like, where the fuck did I have that tortilla soup? And I couldn't remember where I had it. It was on my trip somewhere and it was really amazing. I remember 
how tender the chicken was and like the how good it tasted but i'm like where the fuck did i eat that <laughs> man so i don't even want to ask you if you remember what your favorite tacos were in denton well i mean <clears throat> i don't know if i've ever told you all the all of our mission i mean he was there a little bit longer so he had definitely had a few more days to start and finding the, the best tacos in denton texas well i'd be remiss saying that you know it's not it's, it's me casita like you know that's hands down Best food in Denton, me casita. <laughs> but that late night taco they did find joint, some pretty good media tacos though. Oh, dude, yeah. There, I mean, like, there's lots of good tacos in Denton. Uh, was that your first time in? Uh... That, uh, yeah, first time in Denton proper. I had stayed near there, well, in Denton, but on the outskirts. Um, when I was working for some aerospace place that had like a facility in Gainesville. Wait. So that was kind of where they'd like i like how you just like casually drop like oh when i did some aerospace stuff like you know so <laughs> it was supply chain it wasn't anything like impressive okay i mean i learned a lot the cool thing was because i was surrounded by like i guess that kind of helped out because i was surrounded by plastic plastic machine junction mold and, and even fiberglass type of equipment so that's why i got some of the desire to kind of do some of the 3d printing stuff um, but yeah, that was more like residual because that wasn't my main part of my job. Like I was buying the plastic or helping, you know, manage the people that bought all this plastic and stuff like that and planning for it. But it was good times. I missed that place. Yeah. COVID, uh, kind of ended Fucking things for that, that facility. That I COVID, COVID ruined so much stuff. It did. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that was your first, like, uh, Texas Policon then? First Texas Policon, yeah. Second Policon ever. Is the, the previous one in the Bay Area. Was it in March? Yeah, I was so sad to miss that one. Like, I, I was totally planning on going, but just with, like, COVID restrictions and everything, like, San Francisco is, like, expensive enough to stay in for like a couple of days, but I was just like the, the possible risk of having to spend 14 days there isolating. If I got a positive result, like, you know, I, I would never financially recover from that. So. Yeah. Some of those are brutal. Yeah. I haven't really traveled a lot because I just don't want to deal with it. I'm sure there's ways to figure it out now and you know, you don't have to, you know, be too, crazy about it but like here in the u.s i've traveled obviously for denton but that's been it like that's been just about the only flight that i've taken well go somewhere else domestically but at least overseas i look at some of the rules and then some of the places where you have to like you know do stuff in apps and all this stuff it's not as easy as just take a flight land you know book a place yeah, it's so not like the old world. Like testing, testing to get there, testing while you're there, testing back. For some places, at least. Well, we got rid of all of that stuff in Canada, so you don't have to do that anymore. Um, you can just roll into Canada, and it's totally fine now. Um, wow. At the moment, and I wouldn't have thought that because weren't you guys like the most closed down for a while? Uh, it like depend. It depended on which province you were trying to get into. Like some provinces were a little more locked down than others, but the country itself, um, there was like vaccine requirements to to come in and like testing requirements, and um, 
I mean, the last trip that I took before the world ended uh, was the first Policon Bay Area. Um, uh, yeah. Before the first year of 2020? Yeah, in, in uh, yeah, 2020 before COVID. Um, and, uh, you know, then there was like 2020 AC, like after COVID. Yep. <laughs> and, yeah. And, you know, we're, we're now. It's been one hell of a long year. Yeah, I still refuse to, like, say that that year is over. <laughs> no, like, it's... Not until everything gets fully back to normal, you know? Not until... I don't like, think... There's just no looming... I don't think normal's ever coming back, either. though. They we're just... This is this is the new world now. Don't think and, so. um, we just need to make the best of the new world, which we absolutely did in Denton, Texas. Like, um, yeah, it was... We did. That was an interesting experience, sure. So what was your most favorite part about um Policon and Texas in general? Um it's always the people. You know, I think it's always the people I think like the best thing that I could say. I mean especially about like that group of people. There's just you know how like there's a saying that like the reason why a lot of people like analog versus digital is because it hits different. And then I think I I say the same about instant photography people versus like regular analog people. It's just the crowd just hits different. I mean, I may be biased because I feel like I shot mostly instant when I started, when I really started shooting a lot, and even though then I just kind of didn't, and then I kind of picked it back up again. But, I mean, that aside, I still feel like even when I go to the meets, I feel like the, the instant crowd is always some of the best people. Um, but yeah, just catching up, you know, catching up, kind of see what everybody's been up to, especially everybody that brought out like their stuff. Oh, like Brett. You know, and his embroidered stuff, that was pretty cool to just see, like, in person. That stuff's super wild. Like, yeah, yeah. Know. Shout out to Brett. I, let me see. I think I can. No, he's busy out in LA being awesome. <laughs> Embroideroid. Yeah, yeah, I bought his book. Too. Oh, okay. Try to buy a few things here and there while I was there to support the people's. And this is this is the magic. He 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 does a pairing of uh, you know embroideries and uh, and Polaroids. Yep, had a little uh, workshop too to show everybody how the magic happens. Yeah, it was interesting because he uses the same scissors that my mom used when I was a kid, and so that was a little triggering, but cool still. Did it bring back uh, positive memories or negative memories? I had to think about that. <laughs> well, it, it was it was. A, Come here, I'm <laughs> <laughs> It it was a negative or positive, but like I don't know if this was like um if this was like a um like an Asian mom kind of thing or something. But um, we used to have to like pluck white hairs and gray hairs out, and we get like five cents for each one. And, uh. Um, yeah. And I really like doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and I just re- remember those embroidery yeah, uh, scissors because um, she she did a lot of uh, cross stitch and stuff. I, and I didn't see them. Were they like the little arm channeled one? The it's like the little like uh, like it's like a gold bird. Oh, okay. I don't, yeah, can't picture them. It's very distinct. Like you know, if you know, you know. But Brett was a cool guy. 
Uh, going on with our, our theme of, of favorites, who is your favorite person at Policon? How can it not be anyone other than Abed? Seriously. Oh. You know, I, got, I got to like Uber him around everywhere, so that was pretty cool. Just, you know, having a lot of like eat time with him, essentially. <laughs> we went to the, the fair, Texas. Well, we actually we tried to avoid going to the Texas fair by going to all the, the photo shops nearby mm-hmm. um, while everybody was at the fair. Um, cause we didn't want to walk like, oh, we don't want to walk. It's like hot as hell. Um, and we wanted to go check out gear. Um, and we had kind of had a late start. Um, so what's funny though, is we end up actually meeting up everybody at the fair um, just to try to get there at the end. But on our way out, I guess we went out the wrong exit. Um, and then we started walking to where we thought the car was. And then we realized that we were halfway on the other side of the fair from the car. So we ended up like fucking walking the whole thing twice. Anyway, <laughs> but, but it was cool though, you know, good conversation, you know, always a pleasure. Yeah. You guys are fun to chat with. Like it, it was nice that that night y'all came in and hung out at the, at the camera store. Um, I thought about going to, um, the, uh, the state fair, but the only way I'm ever going to go to the state fair again is if someone's lighting big techs on fire. That's, that's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did not know about that, so, but I saw that uh, Instant Film Society posted that Polaroid that someone took of, uh, it, of dude, the fire. So that's pretty wild. Legendary. Like, like to be there and catch a Polaroid of it, that's pretty legendary. Dude, I like, I, too. When, I, when I first heard about it, I was like, how many kids have gone to therapy for watching this, like, animatronic? So... For people that don't know, at the Texas State Fair, which is in Dallas, Texas, they have this like huge animatronic figure named Big Tex, which is a you know basically a scaffolding of like a skeleton of like an animatronic man uh, covered in some sort of like nylon clothing or something that waves and talks and it's like howdy everyone and all this stuff and uh, a few years back he like lit on fire while he was like waving and talking to people. <laughs> It's like all of his clothes were burning off of him. And he's like, howdy, folks. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Because the electronics didn't burn. So that was yeah. like the last thing to go, the <laughs> voice box. <laughs> yeah, so Man, I was just like, how many kids? I, I swear to the Simpsons that have, must have had an episode of oh, something similar. They would have had before to. that happened. But they, they predicted it. I'm sure of it. I've just always wondered, like, how many kids got fucked up by, like, watching, like, flaming big techs. And so... Yeah, that's the only way I'll I'll go back yeah. to the state fair because it's it's usually so too he was hot. wearing like fabric before and everything. Yeah, because I swear like this one was like all probably some like flame retardant plastic because it looked like it had that shiny glossy finish to it. Yeah, it, it must they must have put something like because I think before it was just like nylon, like it it looked like pair like like parachute material or something. Oh, right. So you just went. Poof. Which would have been, smoke. yeah, yeah, fucking big tax. Um, I mean, Abel is interesting, but I love, I like Abel, but in who do you think would win the popular vote? I'm going to put you on the spot with this one. Oh, man. Um, Dan, probably. Dan the man, the goat. 
I didn't even say who Abel was going to be up against, and you knew oh, who I was going to say. Oh, you're going to put somebody else. I thought you were going to tell him, like, out of everybody. No, no. I was going to say, right, like, sorry, yeah, popular vote. Versus, popular vote between Abel and, and Dan, and you were like, Dan. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, but you were going to say Dan, though. I was, I was going to say Dan, so you already knew where I was going yeah, with that one. Go. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> see, is Dan on? Because we know it. We know, we know. What's up? I, I think Dan might be on there. I mean, I gotta say, big love to both of them. I, I, I couldn't pick a favorite between the two of them. Um, you know. So, my favorite would be Mikasita. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> Where is it here? No. Yeah, the night at the at the Denton Camera Exchange that was pretty fun kind of cool like you know, when, when uh, who was it that told me oh no I think it was Dan Dan was like yeah we're gonna go and you know open up it's like after hours like 1am like we're gonna go just drink at the camera shop alright <laughs> I'm there <laughs> well, and, then yeah. I, and then I show up and then Zane is there well cause like, we, were, we were supposed to go to Zane's and that yeah that <laughs> dude that was such a king of the hill moment when he brought out yeah the seriously <laughs> That that was great. Um, yeah, I, I can't even. It was like it was a cheesy beer too. Uh, it had like some sort of catchphrase on it or something. Very Texan. Yeah, I can't remember. Someone on the YouTube stream says uh, WFAA's Lopez, as she always does, was quick with the scoop. Big Tex most likely died of natural causes. She tweeted, citing. Dallas police sources, mechanical problem, her tweet said, not a homicide. <laughs> but big tech was again. I mean, well, fake, is it fake big tech now? I think that's just or like big, big media. I think that's like big media lying about what happened to big techs because like they don't want the truth to come out. True. Yeah. So many things hidden, but the internet finds out. The internet always finds out. Oh, they were called snack or whatever, because Zane's like cold snack. It's weird to have a beer called a snack, but I could see that. It's like you know, there's enough carbs in it to be a snack. Yeah, yeah. I do occasionally say I'm gonna have, a, I'm gonna go and have a beer diet for the night. You know, I've got enough calories, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, I, yeah, yeah. I don't count calories. Yeah, I'm having anymore. this. It's really awesome, by the way. Uh, this is not sponsored, unfortunately. But if any of you have a Winco anywhere nearby, I don't know if it's available where you're at, um, but Illusion's got this like Halloween themed uh, 12 pack and it's got a bunch of good like pumpkin and coffee pumpkin and all this other stuff in it that's pretty good. Highly recommend it. It's like 16, 17 bucks too. Um, here in California, so it's probably cheaper than other places. That sounds delicious. I mean, I'm from Canada, yeah. so I don't think I can I can buy that. Um, but at the moment, I am. These guys are from uh, Seattle, so they might be they're from Vancouver. Well, I can always just wander down and yeah, Elysian. You never heard of Elysian? No. They have a Space Dust IPA. It's popular. They're popular ones. Zane says they're called Montucky Cold Snack. Um. Montucky. I, I'm drinking a. Did we, uh, did we make fun of that name there? Because I'm like, how do we miss that great I, name? I think we. Montucky? I think we did make fun of that. We probably did. Um, 
I'm having a spark mouth, strawberry sparkling water. Yeah. Not sponsored. Spark mouth. Because I have to drive later. We don't get sponsored. We don't, or, you, or I don't know if you do. I don't get sponsors. I, I wish I could get sponsors, but I don't think I'm popular enough, which is super weird for yeah. me, though, because like this, this kind of weirded me out on the trip is is how much you Americans love like fame and shit. I'm not used to that stuff. And so I was fame? like Yeah, like yeah. you know, like like fame and like, you know, whatever. It's 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 a weird thing for me cuz like I'm not used to that kind of shit. And um yeah. you know, anyone I know here in Canada could give two shits that I do this podcast. They're just like, "Oh, neat, you have a podcast, nerd, whatever." Um but <laughs> nerd yeah, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it makes you think of Hot Tub Time Machine too, when the guys like always makes those like dumb comments about like oh, an alternate dimension, what like infringe, and you're like nerd. <laughs> and then they had a song. It was like you're a fucking nerd, <laughs> and no one likes you. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, think I'm one of those Americans. I think I'm don't be only because I. I think I'm an introvert that is trying super hard to be extroverted for when I need to. Because uh, believe me, after this this show, I'm gonna go like recharge, and shut everything down, and be like, all right, everybody, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Daddy needs more of these snacks. And then we replay it, replay the whole conversation in my head, and I'm like, damn, I shouldn't have said that. And then, oh, damn, I forgot to say that. Uh, and that's gonna be the rest of my night. So. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, I should have said, like, the child that no one knows about is my favorite child. <laughs> ah, missed opportunity This there. could have been your chance to let everyone know about your secret family, and you could have let the weight of all of that guilt just, like, yeah. let loose. <laughs> I could have dropped, like, the, the GoFundMe link to help me raise my long-lost children that I didn't know about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Donate now. Go, go. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. That that's that's pretty yeah. good. So, you know, like let's uh we need to Kickstarter that or something or <laughs> Yeah. <know>. Actually I'm surprised <laughs> someone hasn't started a Kickstarter for like a child or something yet, you know. That, that Wow. You know, be... I think I would imagine probably somebody's tried but then Kickstarter has immediately nipped that in the bud, you know. And who knows? Like I'd love to be a part of their like whatever team that is in charge of I'm moderating that just to ask him like what's the craziest Kickstarter that you guys prevented from happening and I, and I bet you there's one related to you know adopting a child or something, well, something related to it. so on, on the child thing I saw this like crazy I think it was like a class action lawsuit or something that a bunch of these states are having where apparently like one dude donated so much semen to like multiple different sperm banks but it's only like you're only supposed to use so much of it to make sure that like you know we don't end up with a bunch of people inbreeding with each other having no idea that they're <laughs> actually related to each other <laughs> and wow. this didn't happen with this man's uh, specimen and so it went all over the U S in Canada into like other countries. And 
they're finding out that like through like these DNA things that all of these people with no connection to each other are randomly related. Wow. Some of them in relationships with each other. Damn that much. Huh? There's people that busy. Huh? Yeah. I mean, Whoa. if, if, if we could make money with that here in Canada, I would definitely be like tens of dollars richer than I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just give that shit up for free at the moment. Oh, so that so that is not a thing over there, huh? No, not in Canada. I mean, like, there's like sperm bank. You don't get paid to do. It's not like the U.S. where Man. like you know you give up. This parts is your, of your social body. obligation, Canada. Yeah, you guys are just so much more wholesome up there, though. <laughs> Bell's comment is the best. I heard he donated so much to one instant. <laughs> <laughs> that for those of you that don't know there there's this film actually i've got some right here so yeah i know it's hard to know who's on because you kind of would think that everyone is related to the film community but i'm sure we've got lots of friends who are like what the f are you talking about like (laughs) dude you used to be in fixing up race cars like so what the fuck is up with the cameras? Th- this is this is one instant, and one instant is is a film that was resurrected by uh, Florian Caps, who resurrected Polaroid, and this is his attempt to make pack film cameras usable again, and it's brilliant. It's it's super cool. Um, it's called one instant because instead of there being ten shots in each package, um, there's only one shot in each package. And it's so fucking expensive because it's truly bespoken film. Humans in Austria make this yep. in dark rooms, like completely in the dark. Like they do it all by hand. It's, it's kind of wild. It's really expensive. And when you shoot the film and it develops, it smells like cum. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Damn, I'm not gonna. I don't. I've only shot tw- shot it twice, and I don't think I caught that caught a whiff of that. And now I'm not gonna be able to unremember <laughs> this. So I'm gonna have to ask somebody <laughs> else. Here, you peel it. Yeah. So many people that have used we'll it. We'll save it for peels on reels, so somebody else could peel it and get that smack in the face. So. Yeah, someone's like, "Wow, it reminds me of this party I went to. I think it was like a Japanese theme thing. Like I don't know. Like, it was like a bee something. Like uh, like a." Oh yeah, Bukaki. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's uh it's kind of crazy. Like the first time I ever shot it was with You're supposed to be a sweet boy, Abel. <laughs> <laughs> That's the secret though. Most sweet boys are actually like, you know, dirty uh-huh. little piggies. That that's what makes them so sweet. Um yeah, I was shooting with my friend Ray and it was the very first time I shot a frame of this stuff. And when I peeled it, she's like, Oh, that looks amazing. She's like, Oh, why does it smell like jizz? And I was like, what? And I'm like, I'm like, I could smell it. And I'm trying to figure out where it's coming from. And then like, I smell the negative. I'm like, Whoa, Holy fuck. That's, that's fucked up. And then I opened up. (laughs) And then I opened up my film holder and there was so much extra developer it like it 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 like oh, literally man. jizzed all up i know up what that in- looks like i know what it looks like <laughs> so now i'm like 
damn you. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, not only I feel does like my it. Innocence, a part of my innocence <laughs> just like slipped away right now. I was like, not only does it smell like jizz, but it literally jizzes all over the inside of your film holder. And then you have to like, you know, almost hose it out because like there's a lot of extra developer that they put into there, which I find interesting because sometimes it doesn't always um, spread fully. So Mm. I'm like, how could it not spread fully when there's so much juice in the box? Like, yeah. I'm a degenerate who's figured out a trick to bad spread. It's just, you just got to like, pull it out as fast as you can through the rollers. You just got to give her? And it, huh? You just got to give her. Yep. Just got to let her rip. Get the wrist action up in there. Yeah, and actually, I got out of the two that I shot, I got in full spread on, on both. Mm. Just like I, that. And even 669, whenever like, I'll shoot one and I just do it the normal way, I'm like, oh, that didn't get like full spread. Dude. It's, all right, it's 669. I don't know if I'd ever do it with 3000B or 100C. Uh, once I get to like my last pack, so the good thing is I, my stuff has like been taken care of enough that I can do it the normal way. But at least the 669, I'll just like let her rip and I'll get a better spread. Do that 669? And the internet will like not love me for that, but <laughs> it works and the image looks good. So That 669 I, I shot in Denton blew my fucking mind. You, what were you shooting with on the... That was... The, on Sunday or Saturday for both? Um, fuck, what day was I shooting? I think that was on no, Sunday. You shot it on Sunday, yeah, because Saturday was dark. Yeah, it was on Sunday. Um, okay. Yeah, that 669 was like fucking mighty. And that, the chemical, it smelled like burnt tires, so you knew it was good. Yeah. That's also a weird thing better, about better instant, instant people. We like smelling the chemicals. I don't know if you've noticed that, but like, you know. We're a weird bunch. <laughs> yeah. Before it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I had a shower thought the other day. Um, it's obviously not true, but it, or maybe, but, um, like I bought lots of attic finds throughout the years and, or, or gone thrifting and all that. Um, so you kind of get used to what, what everybody considers like the old person smell or the old stuff smell. Um, but then I bought like this lot of stuff that was just from a Polaroid photographer and then you open up and it's kind of that same smell. So I wondered if the whole time old people smell has really just been instant film smell because for a time everybody had it. Like you had it in all your stuff, right? If you had an attic, like most homes in America that had an attic also had Polaroid gear up there. So just about everyone had some sort of camera or regular film, hmm. whatever. It's probably not true. It's probably not related, but it's something that I pondered. I wonder if it could be true. Because it smells very similar to that. Kind of old people smell, old chemical smell. Old people smell is an interesting one. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. Maybe like, the wallpaper too. The glue on the wallpaper. That might be it. Yeah, you know, a lot of those cases have that kind of glued-in liner that's actually just wallpaper. Well, and then also the old styrofoam because it starts to smell a little bit like poo when it starts like degrading a little bit, and like that's kind of a weird one too. And then, like when yeah. when the foam starts to like really disintegrate, and it just turns into like that black tar shit. And like, if you're digging around in like a box of like camera shit, and you're like, "Why are my hands covered in weird black yeah. sticky?" <laughs> yeah, or, or '80s rubber grips that have just completely 
melted away or they'll melt or they they look perfectly fine. But then you touch it. You're the first person that's touched it for the first time in 20 years. And it's just like the goop all just stays in your fingers. Yeah. It like steals like your fingerprints from you. And then it's going to try and like <laughs> yeah. fucking cash out your 401k uh, because it's like, you know, got your ID and it's going to get your social insurance number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, and your life lock password. Yeah. <laughs> <too. laughs> Um, oh, Stanley had a question here. One instant stuff. One instant is still a thing. They actually came out with some black and white film. Um, I don't know if it's 300 a box. Like I know it's expensive. I can't remember how much I paid for it. Um, but I haven't shot the black and white yet. I've been. Yeah. I missed out on that one. I grab any. I got two boxes of it, but I don't know. I've been in like a real creative funk um the last like year like i think like the road trip in policon is the most i've shot since i moved to vancouver um so yeah man where, so where did you where were your origin and endpoints for your road trip like you didn't go from canada all the way around and then back up or anything right like you yeah no that's exactly started what here I, and ended here no no i so i uh started in vancouver where i live and uh drove to seattle I, I well i went to everett first because i've got like an old homie that lives in everett and uh spent the night there he's actually like my oldest internet friend i've known this dude since 1995 we had like a web design business together wow over the internet like we ran it over like mirc and fucking msn messenger early. and icq super and shit early. dude super early and we thought we were, like, the coolest because, like, we ran all of these, like, stupid fucking scripts and shit on, yeah. like, Merck. And, like, you know, it's like... I think that was the year I learned HTML. Well, all of the scripting stuff. That got him a job as a, as a coder. He does crazy shit for Amazon now. Um, but we didn't actually meet until, like, fucking 2014 was the first time we had actually met in person. But we'd known each other since the 1995. Wow. Um, yeah. Kind like of how? Like if I do somebody that long on the internet, well, like is this person like in kind of Well, he lived, he lived in the US and, no? and I lived in Canada and it just never really worked out. And then okay. I was driving down for my very first VM world and uh, he was living in Sacramento at the time. So um, VM world was in San Francisco back then. And so we stopped in Sacramento and, um, had dinner with him and it was like, wow, like do we've known each other for like fucking, I think like a decade at that point. And that was like the first time we were ever meeting. Um, mm -hmm. but now he lives in, in Everett. So he's like even closer. Um, so, uh, yeah, I visited with him. So I spent the night there and then Armand flew into Seattle. Um, so I picked him up at the airport and we had brunch with, um, Brandy and then we hoofed it from mm -hmm. Seattle to Redding. We spent the night there. And then we went Redding to Oakland so that we could go to the photo walk on Sunday um, in Oakland. And that was a lot of fun to see all the, the Oakland folks. Um, mm -hmm. But it was also kind of like that was like one of the moments where someone was like, hey, like they, I saw people like whispering and like pointing at me and shit. And I'm like, uh, what? the fuck is going on here and then someone came up in, like, in oakland yeah in oakland <laughs> and then someone's like 
hey, are, are you that guy that does the photo podcast on Instagram? And someone's like, he's famous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It was one of those. It wasn't like a negative, like whisper. Like, no, no. It was that's like that's where I thought you were going. No, it wasn't a negative <laughs> whisper, but it was like still, it's still kind of weird for me because, like, I don't think I'm yeah. anything special. Like, I don't have a huge following on here, and like, you know, so that was that was odd. It happened in Seattle too when I went there for a grumpy bean thing. Um, but then after Oakland, we hooked it to Santa Barbara. Um, spent the night in santa barbara at the very first motel six um it was nice is that where it is huh? It, the very first motel six is in santa barbara um and it was quite nice the only parking spot they had though was the handicap parking spot and the lady was very insistent that i could park there and i was like but i feel like this is wrong because i'm not handicapped yeah. and she's like nah it's cool just park there and i'm like but is my car going to be there in the morning if i do this like is are you sure and she's like no it's cool like i'm saying it's cool and i'm like this does not feel cool to me though. <laughs> like, man <laughs> then you find out she owns the tope touring company yeah exactly my, my car was still there in the morning she's so. the mayor of town too yeah. so you know and the chief of police i wouldn't want to be the mayor of town but i would want to be the king of town or the poop smith you know either <laughs> or. um and it was right by the water, which was cool. So, like, Armand and I walked down to the, the water and took a few pictures. And then we went to Newbury Park to see Papa Tim. Um, and that was cool. Because, <clears throat> like, Tim is such an amazing uh, force in the film community. And such a sweet man. So, like, I wanted to yeah. see him and thank him in person. And... uh it took an eight by ten Polaroid of him in his dad's um, traditional Japanese garb, and it was really cool. Uh, Tim's here, um, and also happy birthday right. to Tim. Um, I I have not had the pleasure, so hi Tim. It's uh, nice to meet your avatar, dude. Tim Tim is the man. <laughs> but I hear lots of amazing things about Tim. So it was we all love dude, the cool people in this industry. Tim's garage is like the coolest place ever. Like I just like his dude, his whole house is like a shrine to Kodak. And like, it was like, ah, the whole time. Yeah. Like it kind of felt like, you know, Wayne's world's like, we're not worthy. Nice. We're not worthy. And then he I come out and like, here is Kodak, the lunchbox, Kodak, the action figure. <laughs> 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 like space balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that... Um, and then I destroyed his toilet. Uh, and that on, it was like a <laughs> like a hairy from like dumb and dumber moment because like oh uh, i had so much panic like I, I was in there for a while like freaking out about what to do because i was just like wow you know and i like armand used the other bathroom so i was like if we'd both use the same bathroom i was like i could maybe blame this on armand and just been like you know close it and like you know which one and was it was a yeah. like, is like, it who's the man who was in there before me? <laughs> Tim's like, Dude, you don't have you to confess. Well, I'm, I'm not as embarrassed about it as I was in the moment. Like I was very sheepish. Cause like, you know, I was like trying to figure out what to do to like, get out of this moment. <laughs> and, uh, then I was like, I just have to own it. And then, you know, I told him what was up yeah. and he gave me a plunger and we fixed it. But then that's important for later because like, you know, we were meeting Jason for dinner in Los Angeles that night. And, um, 
I made sure to use the bathroom at a Starbucks before we got to his house because I didn't want to destroy um, two toilets in one evening. <laughs> so yeah. It's just like. You don't want that rep. <laughs> no, I don't want to be that guy that you're like, oh, don't invite him over. He'll like fuck Note up your plumbing. Next time Merlin comes over, put out the camping for <laughs> Tell him like like you know hit up the gas station on the way to the house. Oh yeah, we do it. Over. We do it old school here. Just here's a show. We just dig a hole. And, <laughs> leave no trace. Yeah, we're we're campers out here. <laughs> I like Tim's like what goes on in the Kodak Shrine stays in the shrine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you revealed the secrets. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't sell all the secrets. Um, just all just right. that one. You know, it was. Uh, <laughs> It was kind of funny. And then, yeah, we went to Los Angeles and uh, had some pizza with Jason. And uh, then the next day we had uh, we had breakfast with Ray. <clears throat> and uh, that was the ski mask crowbar man day. Um, yeah, that was weird. Um, and then after our weird breakfast time, we started making our way for Texas and, uh, we stopped in Cabazon, which was fucking cool. So I don't know if you remember the movie, the wizard or, uh, Pee Wee's big adventure. Um, but, yeah, I remember Pee Wee's yeah, the T-Rex in Pee Wee's big adventure. Oh, yeah. That's in Cabazon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to pay money to go in the T-Rex and I'm cheap. So I didn't go in the T-Rex. But you can go in the Brontosaurus for free because it's a gift shop. And uh, I walked into the Brontosaurus and I'm like standing in there and I'm like, like looking around and the lady's like, you watched The Wizard, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) You're playing out a scene or what? And I'm like, no, no. I was just like looking around like, oh my God, I'm inside of the Brontosaurus. Because like The Wizard was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. It was like. It was a movie that Nintendo made for Super Mario 3 before Super Mario 3 came out. And um, it was a cool movie. But there's like a scene where like the kid that stars in it, he runs away and he's hiding inside of the Brontosaurus at Cabazon. And uh, there was like, there's a front part where they played movies back in the day. You can't go in there now. But I was like, is that, that's where, that's where the kid was, wasn't it? And she's like, I've never watched the movie, but you can't go in there. And I'm like, it's, that's where he was. (laughs) It's like, and she's like, a few of you come in here every day. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to leave now. Thanks. (laughs) But it was cool. He's a 20. Yeah. (laughs) Or a five. You're the five. Yeah, it's like, which one do I got to give you to get in the front of the Brontosaurus? Yeah. So Cabazon was cool. And then we stopped in Desert Center, which was also pretty cool. Um, I got some neat photos in Desert Center. Um, and where did it, we ended up in Lordsburg, New Mexico that night and uh, stayed in another Motel 6. Not as nice as the Santa Barbara Motel 6. It was like, it was okay. Much more affordable than the Santa Barbara one. But, um, yeah, Lordsburg, was, it was not very memorable at all. Um, and we stopped. Where the, I can't remember where we stopped. It had, like, a really big water tower in it. Um, <clears throat> we, like, took a picture of this, like, empty pool that I think Jason shot at one point. Um, 
I bought like a cool like um one of those like blankets, like the traditional like sort of um I don't know what do you fucking call them? Uh like New Mexico style blanket the, or something? The oh the sarapes? Yeah, where it's got like or the, the, the or different the blanket. The one with the opening or the or just the regular just the regular blanket, blanket. not not with the opening. Um okay. Yeah. I always wanted one of those. And there we stopped to get gas at this one spot and we got there there was these blankets there, so I bought yeah. one. Um, we have some really comfy winters in Vancouver now. Yeah, it was really soft. The thick, the thick ones, right? Yeah, the thick uh, fleecy ones or whatever. Yeah, it's like it's got a nice texture to it because I'm a very textural person, so I, I appreciate that it has this like really nice. Uh, it feels like it would be very. Was cozy. it one of those ones with like a tiger on it? No, no, it was just like multi. Like so, it was like different shades of like gray and black, and then it had like some oh, white okay. in it. And like little sort of like texture balls sewn mm-hmm. into it. Um, very cozy looking. It's at home otherwise cool. I'd show you. Um, and then we cool. got, where did we get to that night? Um, this is still in New Mexico or here? Well, we were driving. So I think we'd hit Arizona at that point. Arizona was fucking cool because we're driving through and there's like, forests of cactuses and i've never seen shit like that before but they were all like little <laughs> they were all little stubby cactuses and it looked like like there's parts of british columbia when you drive through here where they've like they're wow. doing reforestation so you see all these like little stubby trees and it looked mm-hmm. like that like someone was like trying to reforest a bunch of like cactuses or some shit and that like really, that is some really unlikely thing to hear somebody from Canada say like, yeah, Arizona was pretty cool because let me tell you, lots of people here drive through Arizona and they're like, Arizona's not pretty cool. <laughs> I thought it was pretty and cool. You guys have trees, dude. You guys have Yeah, but we don't have we don't have cactuses though. Yeah, you don't have dead scenery. You must love desert landscapes then, huh? Well well so like I grew up in Camlin or I didn't grow up, but like I had family uh, and my family still lives there in Kamloops, which is like a semi-arid desert. Um, so, like, I do have a bit of experience with desert, but we don't have cactuses. Like, cactuses are just so fucking cool. I feel like they would freeze if they lived in Canada in the winter time. Like, I don't think they would do well in the winter. That's probably why we don't have them. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got into Texas, and um, Texas. We were and driving. Four days. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. We. Driving through El Paso was fucking weird. Like being like seeing Mexico like right there. Um that was a bit bonkers. Um yeah, we didn't stop in El Paso, we just drove through it and I was okay with that completely. Um and then we hit the US ninety um and started making our way from Marfa and mm-hmm. uh yeah, Marfa was fucking Valentine was really cool. We stopped in Valentine and uh I don't know, like that whole like all the stuff on the US ninety was like really interesting. Like all very like decrepit and depressed and um abandoned and just really like fascinating and like kind of had this like haunting beauty about it. Um Marfa was cool. It's like it's hipstery as heck. Um but Marfa was Marfa. Yeah, I've was never neat. been. I've never driven to Texas, so that's Dude, one of the 
on the bucket list. You should do it for I the next poll. Chicago, and that's the furthest that I've driven. Uh, I've been wanting to do at least go through Texas to either go to Florida or East Coast somewhere. Um, Northeast. I like Chicago. But, uh, yeah, I haven't done that one yet from here to Texas. Arizona, Phoenix is the furthest I've gone in that direction. Uh, southwest, at least. <laughs> Mr. Bestwick's like, I didn't know Merlin was from Canada. No wonder he's such a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, A. Um. Hey. Yeah, dude, you should like, you should definitely check. Like, for next Policon, just fucking drive. Like, you know, I don't think it's a terrible drive from actually from San Diego. It's like 20 hours from where you are to get to Denton, but worth it. Totally. Yeah. Um, if I get that, with the, I'm going to go and spread its uh, wings out there. Yeah, let it be a peacock <laughs> and just fucking spread its wings and let it fly. Yep. Marfa was fucking funny because, like, we weren't planning on spending the night in Marfa, um, but we ended up spending the night in Marfa, and uh, we found, like, the one hotel that was, like, open and would take my call, and the lady's like, we close at 10, but I'll stick around to, like, you know, check y'all in. Um, So we get into the hotel, and this lady's like, Oh, where are y'all from? And Armand's like, I'm from Denton, Texas. And I'm like, I'm from Canada. She's like, Oh, you're a long way from home, ain't you? I was like, <laughs> Yep. That's a, an astute observation, ma'am. Um, yep. And she's like, Well, what y'all doing? I'm like, I'm just driving down to Texas to go to this Polaroid thing and see some friends that I haven't seen in the last three years because of like everything that's been going on. And she's like, Oh, I ain't, I ain't ever getting the jab. And I was like, Okay, cool. I mean, good for you. Um, she, she's like, <laughs> I, ain't, like I ain't even. Yeah, and she's like, I ain't even gotten a, a flu shot. And I'm like, awesome. That I'm very happy for you. Um, that's neat. Um, yeah. Anyways, let's uh, just proceed with this check-in. And then she's like, y'all gonna go check out the Marfa lights. And there's apparently like these unexplainable lights in the distance in Marfa. You drive out to this, um, this, uh, rest stop that's eight miles out of town and in behind is a viewing station. And, uh, there's apparently these unexplained lights off in the distance. And, um, I, we, we saw stuff, but we were also very high. So, um, you know, that's when they show up. Take that they with the, like they know. Yeah, they like, totally know. They're like, "Oh, these people are high. We're going to reveal ourselves." Exactly. Hi, guys. We bring you love, but <laughs> nobody's going to believe you. So, yeah, we <laughs> we put our love in butts. And no one understands it. It just like <laughs> everyone gets really upset. <laughs> but um, she's like, "Y'all going to check out the Marvel lights? You just..." You drive on eight miles up the road there and uh, you'll see a rest stop and you just get on out and you walk in behind there and there's a viewing area. And I was like, oh, cool. You hear that, Armand? Maybe we'll find you a glory hole in the rest stop. Wow. <laughs> I was being cheeky because I was super tired from like all the driving and I didn't even think that oh. I just dropped like a glory hole reference in front of this. Oh, like, you actually you know, said that. I thought you were just thinking that. No, I said it out loud. In front wow. of this, like, you know, older white lady who, who definitely looked like she would ask for the manager. Um, 
And then uh, I like I whipped around and looked. At, you, but then she tells you where the glory hole is. <laughs> <laughs> well, not like, not oh, quite, but not far that. from it. Um, there. <laughs> I, yeah, it's like you just go on over to the four stall down, and you give it a little <laughs> knock, 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 <laughs> and you're in. Um, yeah, yeah. She just looked at me, and I looked at her, and I was like, "Oh fuck, is this gonna be a bad situation? <laughs> like, are we sleeping in the car tonight?" Wow. And she just started cackling and like slapping her leg, and she's like, "Oh, you're funny. You remind me of my nice. son. I miss him." And I was like, "Fuck, if I remind you of your son, he must be a bit of a fucked up dude." But you know, cool beans. Also, why does a glory hole joke make you think of your <laughs> son? Like. I just, I have so many I questions. Want, I, was about to ask, but. <clears throat> yeah. I have so like, many questions that okay. I don't want answers to. Just give us the keys to the hotel room. Um, it was a nice motel room, surprisingly. I, I liked it. Um, and we saw the Marfa lights. And then I got. So paranoid. is it like a series of lights or is it like one or two or? It looks like railway signal lights and then like moving like headlights. Um, but there's nothing out there. Like we drove by in the daytime when, when we left Marfa and took a look and there was like fucking nothing out there. So, you know, I I haven't Googled it yet. I'm sure if I Googled it, someone would have some sort of smart answer as to why the Marfa lights exist. Um, yeah. And then we had a really good breakfast, I think in Marathon or Alpine. I think it was Alpine. Alpine is a really fucking cool city. And then uh, we got to Denton and did all the Policon stuff. And then all of you convinced me to drive to Albuquerque to meet a strange man who I'd never met before or really uh, had heard of. Before oh, you had Ethan. not never, you had never met? Ethan? No, I'd, I'd never, I'd never met Ethan. I had never had a conversation with Ethan. Like he was a total stranger to me. And I drove what I, I think was like nine hours or something to Albuquerque based solely on what you and Abel and a few other people had like vouched for him yeah. on. Yeah. So yeah, I met him for the first time at the, at Politon Bay area. If I got murdered, and it would have been your guy's fault. Fun. Yeah. So. <laughs> Why? Cause I, Ethan has turned you into a 3D printer. Uh, well, I was thinking about, Surprise, yeah, these are actually people, former people. <laughs> <laughs> the filament is people. You know, yeah. That's, this this is why the camerodactyls are so special. Biodegradable. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fully recycled, um, completely organic and free range. Yep. Um, but totally worth the drive. Ethan was one of the most brilliant people I've talked with in a while. Um, his workshop super cool, and uh, I mean driving through North Texas is not something that I particularly savored though. Um just seeing all of like the Trump flags and there was a lot of like mm-hmm. thin blue line flags. And, uh, I was just like, Oh neat. If only they had an idea that a Brown atheist was like driving past their properties right now. <laughs> It'd be yeah. Trouble. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I kind of fucked up. I lost a day. I got mixed up on my days and I texted Jason to say like, Hey, good luck with your exhibition tonight. I hope everything goes well. Congratulations. And he's like, Oh cool. It's not till tomorrow. And I'm like, fuck, how the hell did I lose a day? 
And then we were like talking about other stuff and I inadvertently integrated. Well, you kind of gained a day because the day that you thought it was, wasn't until the next day. So that's kind of cool actually. Yeah. But then it's I like fucked up traveled back a day. and I agreed to be in San Diego on the next day. And, uh, that meant getting up in Albuquerque at like five in the morning to get there in time for the exhibition. Yeah. Um, I did not get up on time. I, I, uh, I wondered about that because you hit me up and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, aren't you still in Albuquerque? <laughs> <laughs> but I think by then you were probably already really close. Yeah. I, I was, I was already like pretty close. Took off super early, but well, I, my I, whole thinking was like, yeah, wasn't he, like, just over there, like, in Albuquerque? Like, how the hell is he in San Diego already? I drove I really fast. taking your time. I drove really but now, fast. Now that I know the story. Yeah, I, I drove very fast. Um, yeah. Actually, it's been really hard acclimatizing back to um, the speed limits here in Canada because we drive much slower than y'all do down there by, like, a lot. Um, yeah. So it's like I got used to doing, like... 140 kilometers regularly, which we're not allowed to do anywhere in this country. Like the fastest speed limit I've mm -hmm. seen is 130 kilometers. Um, on average, we drive like a hundred, which I think is like, I don't know, 25 for you guys. <laughs> not that low, but like, you know, it's, yeah, it's kind of low compared to like what you guys drive. Um, but yeah, I didn't make it in time for the exhibition, but I made it in time for dinner um, so we, we had dinner at, uh, Bali high, which was interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, a fighter jet almost made me shit my pants. That was cool. Um, why do they have to be so fucking loud and so close to like, that's people? a thing that San Diego fighter jets, fighter jets, San Diego is just something that is around here. I thought it was a yeah, I live like, earthquake. I live North. So I live close to what I have next to me is like the, the Marine Corps base. Okay. Up here, so we get a lot of uh, like bombardment, and then my garage door will like vibrate because um, it's right here next to next to me, and it's just like I, at first it was hard to get used to it because I'm like the war's happening, the war's happening, like World War Three is here because dude, it just sounds like that. It really sounds like like you don't hear like the loudness, but it's kind of like that distant percussion that just kind of like jolts everything. It's like boom, 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 and it's like really like in rapid succession. And it's like, wow. So that's kind of hard to get used to after a while. But then the Murica kicked in and I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, brother. Yeah. Um, brother. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Burned those tax dollars with some like showing exercise. Cause that is a lot of freaking bombs and missiles on a monthly basis out here. So I'm like, yeah, but there's no money for like education and blah, blah, yep. blah. But you know, bombs, Gotta, gotta defend Europe, you know? Yeah. I feel like if, like, an Amer if America, if America, if America was a person, they'd be, like, a guy that, like, wears, like, Carhartts and, like, camo and Under Armour and drives, like, a F-350 that's all jacked up and chromed with, like, truck nuts. I'm yeah. pretty close. Don't have the truck nuts. <laughs> But, uh, no, I don't have a car either. <laughs> and then, then they they like it, it's not horsepowers, it's bald eagles. How much freedom yeah. does your vehicle have, brother? Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, America's weird. I but I miss it, <laughs> oddly enough. And San Diego I mean, is cool. Yeah. I mean it's all kinds of weird though. Like I mean, even here in California, I feel like I like to say that California is like the United States of the United States. It's like that <laughs> that place where like everybody wants to shit on but like everybody loves to live there, you know? So like but it sucks there and Fuck their laws and fuck everything about California. Mister, oh, live in San Diego. Yeah, cool. Live by the beach. You know, let's go for a vacation to the beach. You know. Yeah, and then the fighter jets make you shit your pants, and it's cool because you're in the water. <laughs> you can just like make it go away. Uh, Mister Beswick says oh. America has turned into the person I knew growing up that didn't have any brakes on his car because he spent his money on his stereo. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's like. Hey, bro, I got the new bass mechanic CD and I got these like 18 kickers in the back of my car with like 20,000 watts of power. Hoo Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, or that, that subset of Americans that for some reason they're like hardcore Americans, but they have Civic. <laughs> so they got the, v, the VTAC. I got the VTAC, but they have like bald ass tires and no suspension, but you got the VTAC, bro. <laughs> Uh, I, I call and those high wheels on your Civic. Yeah, I, I call those cars angry bumblebees because they usually have the big coffee can exhaust on the back of them, and they just go like, like they're so fucking loud. I grew up with that shit. Like all the the ricers with like yo, know, they'd have like the spoon sticker on the side of their car, and it's like you don't have a spoon fucking engine in that car, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's no Mugen power under that hood, or like HKS whatever. Like you know. <laughs> I like this one. You don't know how many times that, I've seen a shop American bumper sticker on a Nissan. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. My, my modding origin story actually kind of starts with cars. Cause I did, I was pretty big on putting fart can exhaust on cars. Thanks Merlin. <laughs> hey, it's fine. Dude. No, I, put, I wasn't too bad with the exhaust cause I hated that sound, but I definitely was more about performing for, for a while. Right. Actually right before, Fast and the Furious came out. I had a big street racing phase. Pretty cool. <laughs> Fast and I, like I can't believe Fast and the Furious has like basically become a religion. Yeah, like yeah. Fast and the Furious twelve coming soon. Why we don't we don't need that? I mean, maybe some there. Actually, no, that's not that's not fair. Somewhere, someone out there really needs that and i'm i don't want to take that away from them you know yeah i, I think uh, i don't know if it's just because i was a car guy for the longest time like i'll see the movie and i acknowledge it it's like any of the movies lately and i'm like okay this is what the fuck is up with this movie but it's like but i want to keep watching it <laughs> it's, it's like a car and accident the or something rock, and then they added the rock and it was like all over like yeah the rock Ugh. you know because i think the rock like the rock can be in the shittiest movie and it's gonna be the best movie just because the rock is in well it. and then they added me, the, yeah, the rock i find and, them entertaining i like the rock and then they added like you know that fucking rivalry between him and jason statham um yeah and i was like you didn't you didn't need that that one though <laughs> with the rock and galaga and uh ryan reynolds was wasn't terrible um i kind of like that one the the thieving one i think it was like a netflix one or whatever no yeah there's a few that um, i haven't seen yet yeah and then after san diego i'm not up to speed on my rock library oh, that's fine. 
Yeah, I wonder when they're going to add Kevin Hart. Um, <laughs> I know, right? Like, it feels like Kevin Hart's already been in a Fast and Furious movie for some reason. Like, he, he was, right? There was this movie, like, I could have sworn, like, Mandela effect. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> so, my favorite Kevin Hart movie. Um, we should say that Kevin Hart was in a Fast and Furious, and everybody's crazy for not remembering. <laughs> I like that Kevin Hart should be the bad guy. Could you imagine? Like, I, he, he's got like, yeah, he should be the bad guy because he would be, that like would be the an most, epic twist. Yeah. That would be an epic. Yeah. M night. Yeah, like super sinister. And in a movie where like, but like Samuel Jackson is like a bitch, you know, like that. That would be like the, the bitch or like Samuel Jackson is the man. Like he plays whitey in like, in like one where like that could be kind of funny. Um, I, my, so my favorite Kevin, oh, he was apparently, he was the air marshal. Jesus. Oh, he was, he was. All right. Oh, too late. Um, my favorite Kevin Hart movie was, was, um, Jungle Cruise. No, not Jungle Cruise. Kevin Hart is the bad bad guy. (laughs) No, my favorite one was, uh, fuck, what was it? Um, the wedding one that he did with Josh Gad, the best man or whatever, where like he, he plays like, you know, your, your best man for like money or whatever. And Josh Gad hires him to be his best man because he's like this epic loser. And, uh, you know, him and Kevin Hart have a bromance and, um, I like Josh Gad. He's, he's a funny guy. I have not seen that one. He's all right. The last last Kevin Hart movie I saw was with, uh, the one with Mark Wahlberg. There was like, what were they, best friends or something? Oh, like yeah. Some yeah, of these yeah. movies, some of these movies, like to me, the plot lines like blur. So I like, find myself mixing up a John Hart, uh, uh, what is it, a Kevin Hart movie with a John Cena movie and a rock movie. <laughs> Dude, Stan- and Stanley. Like a Stanley says. Movie somewhere in there. Stanley says they could remake Twins with The Rock and Kevin Hart. <laughs> Man, yes. I mean, I mean, all the movies are getting remade now, so like, why not, right? Like, why? Why not? Let's just do it. <laughs> yeah. Or the baby one, because they're like uh, Dan- Kindergarten Cop now. Now that we're on that, the Kindergarten Cop is with uh, the Rock. No, not the Rock. No. Not the Rock. Um, it would be, the guy that would be the best for Kindergarten Cop. Um would be oh, fuck he was in um Guardians of the Galaxy the like the blue oh, dude Dave Bautista yeah he him yeah. as kindergarten cop holy shit <laughs> like <laughs> as a marvel as a marvel superhero <laughs> <laughs> I mean that movie has like the best line it's not Duma <laughs> <laughs> Man, three oh, Arnold. Oh man, three men and a baby. When, when's Arnold making his on-screen comeback? Um, oh, you know, yeah. I'm waiting for the the for Arnold to sell his image to Deepfake Production Company so that we can just have like all of the Arnold movies remade, but it's still with like young Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it's a Deepfake. So we're gonna we're gonna get that soon with all the Bruce Willis movies. Sounds like. Yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> why not Merlin at the end of the world just who cares everybody's just 
we're just writing the rest of it. You know, we're mailing it in. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that there's no new ideas. Like, I mean, what are your thoughts on Leica and the M6? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I know that it's kind of cool to talk shit about Leica and Leica people and Leica users here and there. But I still, you know, I think one. it's good. I think it's, I think it's okay. I mean, I don't. I don't, I'm not from that world, so I don't really have an opinion about it. Like, I think my, my opinion is more like, you know what, like, it's, it's, it's probably not what that group wanted. Maybe they wanted something different, it sounds like. Um, I don't really know what that community really is saying about it. Well, but I would imagine that's the case. So I tried um, to... But my whole thing is, like, at least there's a freaking film camera, you know. That's true. That's um, and you, you'd want that, because don't forget, like, everybody probably kind of looked at life and be like, all right, life is going in we're going to do something cheaper. So Canon, bring back the P. <laughs> Canon doesn't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> they, none of them do. I mean, so at least, uh, that's the thing though. At least like a, you know, it's, it's, if it wasn't the best move for a lot of people probably, but you know, well, I, I tried to poo poo on it last week with we're, the we're bell. The peasants and we're getting scrapped. <laughs> so let's just, just I, scrap. I still want one. Um, yeah, right. Like, I mean, it's like, yeah, we, no matter how much like shit we talk, like you, know, you still want one, you know, you yeah. wouldn't, or if you saw one like for a good deal, like you, know, you wouldn't be like, Oh, I don't want to be a like a guy. So I'm not going to buy that, you know, like at like a 50% discount, like hell, hell yeah. You're going to buy that freaking camera, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. So I, I hated on like a pretty hard until I used one. And then I was like, well, fuck they're really nice to use. Um, and then I tried to like hate on it with a bell last week. And when I actually worked out like how much a new M six was when they first launched them in the eighties versus how much they are today at this new launch, it's cheaper than it was when they first launched them back in the eighties when you account for inflation and everything. So everyone Mm -hmm. that's like, Oh, it's super expensive. It's like, it's not really though. Like they've actually made it affordable versus like what the original M six was. And even compared to like what M sixes are selling for now, like, you know, it's only like, I don't know, another like grand or so to get a brand new camera that has a warranty and everything versus buying like a used thing that, you know, someone's had their fucking dick grabbers all over for the last couple (laughs) of decades. Um, yeah. so I don't know. I might sell like yeah, my I, left nut for a camera or something. Yeah. I like enjoying too many different types of cameras and lenses to where it's like, I think after I went from, I had on my signature of like, you know, saving up for a Leica or a Hasselblad, but then, you know, buying every used camera on the way, you know, or something like that. <laughs> Cause it's like, you know, like you, you don't want, you want to save, but there's so many cool cameras out there. And that's the thing for me. It's like when you kind of commit to one of those more expensive or like a Mio 7, um, you know, unless you've got massive amounts of money, like your, your collection isn't going to be that big. I mean, to be fair though, those might be the only cameras that you ever need really to make wonderful art. So, you know, there's that, but that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at my whole camera collection. I was like, man, I've, I would have probably had to sell about 30 of these to buy just the body. 
and then like another, and then all of my lenses to buy like this one, like a lens maybe. Um, but, but I mean, the good thing about those cameras though, it's just, it's going to outlive you more than likely. You know, I think. They're usually like an heirloom kind of thing, but a lot of people don't value that kind yeah. of stuff anymore. Um, they Stanley made a point here. It's like a BMW or anything luxury. People knock them until they drive them, and then they know why people like uh, BMWs. Sorry to like knock you on that one, but I I'm gonna disagree about BMW being a luxury vehicle <laughs> yeah, um, because like I used to repair cars. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that. One. <laughs> yeah, but that, I get the sentiment though. I get the sentiment. No, I, I get the uh, sentiment. A real luxury yeah. car is a Mercedes Benz. I, yeah. I'm just gonna like throw that out. Oh, like, that one. You know. Let's just say. Well-made luxury car. Just say in general, well-made luxury car. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I, I wouldn't even call BMW a well-made luxury car. It, it's, it's no, a, no, I'm just saying like, don't even, no, don't name a brand. Just say it's like you knock yeah. a well-made luxury car until you actually like, drive. Them. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, uh, I, I used to work on cars and I hated working on BMWs cause they were just such shit. Like I felt bad for people that owned them. Um, sorry if you own one Stanley. Um, should have bought a should have bought a Merc. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I drive a fucking Volvo. I can't say anything like you know, um, which I would probably consider to be more luxurious than most BMWs I've worked on. But you know, that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, I miss my Volvo. Oh, <laughs> it's still in the family. My little brother has it now. Because I've got the oh, yeah. I've got the Tacoma, um, taco. The dude, the taco is great. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I'm gonna be sad when I have to give it back. <clears throat> I feel bad for whoever's gonna get yeah. it next because there's like fucking twelve thousand kilometers of farts in that thing now. I had a lot of Tex-Mex in fucking Denton. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and then after yeah, San, life, San Diego. Life the hell out of the, or breeze the hell out of the car when you hand it over. <laughs> nah, as a rental. I'll just give it to them with like whatever. Um, I went back to LA because uh, I did an interview with Jason. And that was really cool. And then he convinced me to take the... Um, the Pacific Coast Highway on the way back. Oh yeah, and for sure. Yeah, he was so like he was very insistent. Like, you mm-hmm. know, we, we had dinner and That's then he he yeah. wrote out all of these directions of like you know where he's like you need to go. He's like you're a fucking idiot if you don't do this. He's like it's gonna blow your dick off. And I'm like, well, I kind of like my dick exactly where it is right now, but like you know, <laughs> this <laughs> sounds like a an all interesting. Right, it's gonna blow time. your dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, in that case. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll, I'll just live there then. Um, uh, so, I, yeah, he's like, try to get to Cambria, spend the night in Cambria, have breakfast there, and then just like, you know, leisurely make your way up to Big Sur. And uh, I'd never seen any of that area before. And like, mm-hmm. holy shit, Big Sur was, that was something else. Yeah, um, for sure. You went there during the day, then you went there during the day, or did you? No, I, I, yeah, there? I came. I came there during the day. Like I drove. Through, I didn't spend yeah. a whole bunch of time in Big Sur, but like I just stopped and like checked it out and took some pictures um, from a yeah, couple. You of haven't people. dabbled in like astrophotography yet, have you? No, no, not yet. Um, There's some pretty good like 
beachside, like beach direction, um, Milky Way shots that you can get in Big Sur. That's on my, on my bucket list, on my cliche Instagram. I think Dave's done a bunch <laughs> of that stuff, like Synodar. He does some really cool yeah. Yeah. astrophotography. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, that's a cool, cool spot out there. Yeah, I've been wanting to take the truck out because there's some trails that you can get up on there that are kind of off-road-ish. Um, so at least you know like not a whole lot of people go up there. You get some unique, semi-unique stuff. I mean, what is unique anyway? Um, unless what? you climb the mountain by foot. <laughs> <laughs> It it was also just really cool the the like on one side you've got the ocean on the other side you've got redwoods and just mm-hmm. the smell combo um, that that had was that was something else um, yeah there was and there are gas stations to photograph at night there if you want to um, but only if you bring sinister ah uh, yeah um, and then I spent a few nights in Eureka a friend of mine. Um, lives there and uh, that was really cool to catch up with them and Eureka is a cool little little town and uh, and I beelined it for home um, yeah it was a lot of driving in, in two weeks um, worth it though yeah yeah that's the thing about the US is just it's so much uh, geographical diversity um, until you get to like the flat parts, but even then, like, I mean, like you said, like some of those flat parts, so they still have their charm when you kind of pass through, you know, I mean, historical places or I, you know, I kind of like places too that, are, that maybe had some sort of ties to some sort of industrial region back in the day. Yeah. If it was coal or gold mining, like California's got a lot of that kind of stuff, like gold mining, old gold mining towns. And then that all went away. So kind of just to see the remnants of that. Um, it's pretty interesting, but it's cool too that people are trying to build that back up. That's so not completely forgotten. That is cool. Um, JP yeah, wants to know if you've named any of your printers. I name all my printers. Yeah, yeah, I name them all. Um, they, I tend to name them after supporting characters in sci-fi movies, <laughs> like or shows, like the little guy behind me. That's Wicket. Because it's orange, so obviously naturally wicked with the orange tunic. Uh, my Ender, so the the main one of the big, or at least the more enthusiast uh, printers out there is like the Ender series. So that was had to be Wigan. So that's, I mean, Ender Wigan is a, I guess a, not a supporting character, but yeah, it's Ender Wigan. The Viper Starbuck. If anybody gets that reference, reference since uh, the Battlestar Galactica pilot. Vipers. So a Starbucks because we have a love hate relationship uh, in a way very toxic at times. <laughs> um, so whoever knows about Battlestar Galactica lore, you probably know what it is like to be in a relationship with Starbucks. Um, and then uh, my Prusa Chekhov. I don't know why I know Chekhov is Russian, but it's a, a printer that's made in the Czech Republic. I don't know. That one was more like you just feel like a Chekhov. You know, I love Chekhov, so congratulations to Chekhov. Hmm. And then my latest printer, uh, JP has one, the Magician X. So I'm like, who's the magician in the sci-fi world? Who's, like, got magic? Um, and I couldn't settle on a name. I had to pick something from Firefly, I think, is the one sci-fi pro- property that I like that I had not named anything for. So it's, I named it after Washburn. 
huh. like a pilot of Serenity. I like Firefly. Yep. JP yeah. wants to know if you have a yeah. chupacabra. <laughs> chupacabra? Uh, no. <laughs> but oh. funny you say that, though, because uh, in a way, maybe. Oh. Um, so some of the local, this local kind of thing that we have here, uh, at least in LA, I'm a big soccer guy. Um, so I'm being Galaxy fan. And then for the longest time, um, they had a team there, it was Chivas USA. It was the Goats. So there was always lots of Chupacabras reference. Like, we were the Chupacabras when they were the Kill the Goats. Um, now they're LAFC, and now they apparently, you know, don't kill us during the regular season, but they, they've got a number in the playoffs for now. For now. <laughs> Oh, you got an unhook there? I unplugged myself there for a moment. Hello? Yeah, you're still there. Okay, cool, cool. Um, no, 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 no. JP said, I thought you were just going to grab your crotch after you said, in a way. Nice. <laughs> um, Come on, JP. What's your favorite? Is that all you got, JP? Yeah, that's it. That like, I knew, that's I knew I was like, weird. JP's going to come on and troll. A little bit. He's saving his good stuff for hour two, probably. <laughs> what time? How long have we been here? Uh, hour, hour and a half. We hour already hour. are an hour two. We're we're getting into it. Um, which one's your favorite printer? Who asked that, JP? No, I'm I'm asking that. Oh, you um, this little one, which it I think it surprised me a lot. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to write about it a little bit. Um, I am working on, I've been working on it forever, but you know, one of the things that I want to do kind of going into some of the stuff that Ethan is about is just encouraging other people to get into 3D printing. Um, maybe if I convince people to get printers, I'll work out some licensing deal where I tell people buy camera dactyl files <laughs> so I can get a cut. But, um, but yeah, that's this is this little printer is one that I just picked up off of eBay. Like I wouldn't have thought. Like, you know, the only reason why I found it is because I was researching another printer that JP got um, that I really wanted. It's like a mini printer. I wanted to try something that was on the small scale. And in some YouTube comments, some guys like, "Hey, you should." To whoever would post the video, was like, "Hey, you should review like this, you know, King Rune KP3S that's from eBay." And I was like, "eBay? Like, there's somebody that just." sells printers solely through eBay. I think they have some on Amazon now. Um, okay. But mostly they're known as like the eBay printers for 150 bucks. Shit. So to me, it's, I think the only thing that's bad about it is that it's small. So it doesn't print a whole lot of big stuff. But uh, fortunately for me, it, print, it prints everything except for like the main body of the big wide. Okay. Which is understandable because that's a freaking huge ass tower of a piece. You know, but everything else fits on it. Um, so I kind of loved it. It, it. it runs pretty fast too. Um, it's kind of a sleeper. So that's at the moment my favorite one until um, this other one comes in. My big boy printer. Your big. Which one's that? Um, it's this one called a Bamboo Lab uh, X1C. Okay. So and that'll that'll look more like your almost industrial size, where it's just actually like an enclosed box. So it looks kind of more like an appliance. 
Um, oh, that's cool. And it's like white or gray, like I don't know, it's like a white and grayish color. So I am almost positive that I'm going to name it after something from Hitchhiker's Guide because it reminds me a lot of the ship. What's the name, What's the name of the ship? You know, Hitchhiker's Guide. Somebody's got to know. I hope you brought a towel. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I'm going to name that one off of something like that. But that one's supposed to be a really good printer. We'll see if that one's my favorite, but it's, it's super expensive, though. But the only reason why I'm getting it is because I think if I make enough big wides, it'll pay off for it. Mm. Pay it off, so we'll see. We'll see if that, that happens. But but for now, yeah, Wicket. Wicket is my homie. Surprising me every day. Um, someone wants to know what the name of that little eBay printer was again, just so that I think they want to buy one. Yeah, King Rune, K-I-N-G-R-O-O-N, and it is the, the model is the KP3S. KP3S. Um, yeah, and there's a new one called the KP3S Pro that's, I think, like 20, 30 bucks more. Um, it's a little bit bigger, and it's got some, some supposedly better features on it. I haven't read into it, but that's probably one that you want to look at. Um, because the bad thing about this one is it's like when you get it, it's like the power supply is like separate from the printer. So like I had to make that little enclosure at the bottom to hold the power supply. Oh, wild. My friend Jordan just came in here and he's like, why are you so hot? Nice. I learned it from watching you. You've <laughs> <laughs> got that sexy studly merlin beard it well it's it's stress mostly gandalf i'm gonna I've start learned. calling gandalf instead of merlin gandalf i mean this is how i feel about my beard most of the time <laughs> yes you got sound bites dude I, I got sound bites like here um let's Let's talk about the Big Wide. It's a camera invented by Mario, a genius from San Diego. He uses all these printers from the internet to make your dreams happen. And eBay! eBay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 99.95, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I would like to bid a zero. <laughs> yeah. And then you have the douchebag that's like a dollar. Right after the zero is like dick. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, these dude the sound bites were like my favorite thing on this uh when I upgraded. I've spent more money on this like fucking podcast than I like to think about considering the fact that like it makes me zero dollars um but it's so so much fun oh uh jordan says oh we're talking about printers what's dude think about the bamboo x1 carbon so hot that that's the one that's, that i have on order i've had it it's i ordered it four weeks ago so i should be getting so the way they did that one is you pre-ordered it for like 20 bucks and then that which is cool actually um, and then like it takes like four to six weeks for them to make it. And then they'll send an email. It's like, all right, your printer's ready. Give us the balance. And it's like the balance of like a thousand bucks or something like Oof. that. Yeah. Ow. 
yeah, it's a pricey one. It's a pricey one, but like it, it really cuts down the time by like maybe 30 to 50%. Yeah. Um, Cause it takes so like what? 20? We didn't talk about how long the big wide. Yeah. The big wide total, um, on my printers, I've been really experimenting. So I've gone it down to 40 something hours. Damn. But I think the last person I built one was either JP or Zane. And I think they all, they both went 60 plus. I don't know if JP is still on, but it's somewhere in the 50 to 60 hour range to build all, to make all the parts. But on that printer, I'm pretty sure I can get that into like maybe 24 hours, I think, um, which would be cool. So then you could kind of start seeing, right? Like it's a thousand bucks, but like it's going to pay for itself probably after the third or fourth big wide. And that's kind of how I look at it is like every time I release a camera, I tell myself I'm going to do something nice and buy, buy a printer that's going to be the one that primarily builds the main parts of that camera. Or, or lots of parts of that camera. Yeah, everything that I've read about that X1C has been um, pretty good. I, I just, Last night, I actually, I was just like really excited because um, I'm on their Discord. So everyone's like, yeah, we're getting our links and we ordered it you know, in September something or the other, which is around the time when I ordered it. So I'm like, yes, hyped up. And then I started reading up on it. Um, so it's good to see that a lot of the problems that it has, that it used to have the Kickstarter version, have been sorted out. Um, Merlin, like you don't know about it. So like it started off as a Kickstarter printer. Yeah, um, that's what Jordan's made, saying. He got it off a of Kickstarter. Yeah, it's made from people that used to work at DJI, the drone people. Oh, wild. So it, it's got that kind of same... Uh, similar aesthetic, like, you know, that gray plastic material, the metal materials in there and, and just really cool, clean design. I think like I love to do that. I don't have any, but I just love every time I see one. I mean, somebody lets me hold their drone. I'm like, well, can I keep it? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we'll see what happens with that center. Um, but everything that I read has been pretty awesome. He said firmware updates made a huge difference. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I think after so many printers, I, I you kind of know what what in the reviews to ignore. Um, like JP is the one that I've been talking about it with the most, and he's like, "Dude, everyone on the Discord is pissed off about it, but they just don't know how to handle like the firmware or the software, and that's really what it is. It's just firmware and software problems, um, which always get sorted out after after you've bought enough of these. Like you know that um, either that same company will. Uh, do a software or somebody will do the equivalent of like jailbreaking it and they'll have their own firmware, custom firmware that you can add. So they just completely overrides it. I, I don't think that's possible with the bamboo yet. Um, like it wasn't possible with some of the printers that I got, but it eventually was. Um, Cause once the aftermarket sees that it's a popular one, they just, you know, like anything, they just go crazy. Apparently he left his in a box for a month. Why? Um, (laughs) he he says nice printer um send him an stl and he'll bang a print to give him a preview idea nice yeah he's i am big i am big awesome give him a follow and send him a thing yeah let me know i mean i have a if you go to my linkedin bio like i've got I post all my stuff. So all my stuff is on my printables. The only thing that I haven't released, obviously the big white, because we're still working out some of the kinks. Um, and then the nano pano, which is the newest one, only because there's some parts on it that can't be 3d printed just yet. Um, mm-hmm. to have a complete count. but everything else that I've made, I, for the most part is on my principles page. 
so yeah, for now, like a Ligero LG, let me know how fast you can make it. That's like the, the world's most compact Lomograph lock body. <laughs> That's exciting. But, um, yeah, that one should, that one I think currently take me about, for the body alone, maybe like about 12 hours. So it'd be interesting to see how fast it can run on the bamboo. That's very exciting. I still don't. Yeah, have when a are you 3D... getting yours? Oh fuck! I I st- I don't have a three D printer, and like, you know. Yeah, no. I said, when are you getting one? I don't know. I feel almost like too old to get one. Like, you know, I don't even know where to to start. Um, yeah. Yeah. That. I think that's one of the big problems that there is right now. That's really why I want to get into what I want to get into next year. Is just taking like a shift from making and more like teaching. Like I'll still make like one-off stuff here and there. Cause I want to go crazy with like super out of this world tech cameras. Um, but yeah, I do find that there's a need to just sell it all out for people. Like there, there are lots of videos that you can find, but I don't think there's anywhere that just really specifically, like in one place tells you like, go with this printer, um, go with that printer. Like, I think people don't want to do that. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Like I'm going to give a list of like all the printers that I have and everything that I've done to them and kind of let people decide. Um, because then when you go on YouTube and you try to find out like, what's the best printer for whatever, like nobody ever wants to actually commit to specific printers. You know, I think which kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so people still have to be left to, buying one and then tinkering with it and trying to figure it out and then going back to YouTube, looking up that specific printer once you decided on it and then you find out either what's wrong with it or what it needs to kind of get to kind of quality that you want. So hopefully if I do a good enough job and put together a good enough guide with like files and settings and everything to make it as easy as like cooking off a recipe, hopefully, you know, just buy the pots and pans and the, the sous vide machine. <laughs> And I'll show you the rest. Yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, I, I do think in this day and age, though, they're starting to get um, like that bamboo. It's pretty pricey, but I think that as a game changer, it's going to start leading to more and more printers like that. That that one you actually can just now with the firmware upgrades, just plug it in and then start printing. I mean, you don't need to know jack shit. Like you just download the file, pop it in the card, and like a microwave, ding, it'll be done in. <laughs> Bing. Five minutes. Yeah. Not five minutes, but relatively, because that's, that's supposed to be a thing. It's supposed to be like super fast um, versus the homemade printers, because obviously there's, there's crazy people out there that you know, make their own printers. Like this brand called the Boron, which is a whole other world of crazy. Uh, so that is a printer that is pretty much community based. Like you can't buy a, ma- a made one. Like the community decided to just have come together and research and as a hive mind, rip up like the best parts and plans and schematics and testing and all that. Um, and then it ended up evolving into now there's people. And then there was people that would just put the kits together and then those became small companies that now just, put kits together and I don't think anybody yet will build one and sell one to you unless you ask them like personally. 
Okay. Um, but it's just a completely like DIY printer. Um, but it's supposed to be like, if you did buy a super good race car, if I had to give an analogy, like that's what it is, is except you have to build it in your garage you know, to get there. But it's got, you know, turbo, it's got the best suspension, it's got the best wheels and all that kind of stuff. Um, but absent of that though, this printer, the bamboo, I think it's one that's come out that's really started. It's going to push people to either lower their price points or at least at least encourage people to make similar machines to that, um, that people could just plop on their desk and start printing and get good quality. Because honestly, there are printers that could do that already. But that's the kind of beef that I have with the industry right now is that like the bar for quality is super low. Um, so, you know, most people, I'll look at videos or somebody like a well-known YouTuber will print uh, something off of their brand new printer, uh, not the bamboo, but other ones. They're like, oh my God, look at this. This print looks excellent. And then everybody's like, man, that's a good print. And I'm looking at it like, shit, guys, like really? You know, like I could see like stuff on there that, you know, shouldn't really be there. Um, but it takes a lot of work to kind of get a printer to print really well. So most people kind of aren't aware of that, I think. Of what exactly a printer can do. He had uh, one last question for you. Are you running Clipper? Have you seen the Creality Clipper yeah. deck? No, I'm not running Clipper yet. Um, that Bamboo has Clipper on board. Um, I think with Clipper, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you need a Raspberry Pi. And those have been hard to get. Um, so I haven't really gone to that yet. You don't have a Raspberry Pi? I don't. Oh, fuck, I'll send you one. <laughs> I've got tons of them. You know, like raspberry Pi. Um, I, yeah. I've got like two of them somewhere. I just, I don't do oh, yeah. anything. You don't use them at them. all? Not really. <clears throat> yeah, I, I I think that they use that to kind of run oh, a lot of Jordan, what powers it. Jordan will send you one. He's got a 4B. So you, you two should become friends, follow each other, and become pals. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Drop, drop me a DM. Yeah, slide into his DMs there. And then once I have Clipper, I'll be like, my precious. Yeah. Because apparently the Clipper crowd really loves the Clipper. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see because I saw a video that Clipperized this little one, this King Room. I mean, that thing was super fast. Wow, I gotta do that. I mean, the struggle is always that, like, I've been releasing cameras, so it's kind of hard to dedicate to that part of it. <laughs> um, I have to wait in between, like, okay, I'm done with this run, which, I, which I'm which i kind of waiting on, like, once I'm done with, like, the nano panel runs that I'm doing before the holidays. He, uh, um, he says that he's doing zero work and that you have to send him a DM. I mean, if he's going to send you a Raspberry Pi, it, the least you could do is uh, slide into his DMs there hard to get <laughs> yeah i mean he does that he jordan plays hard to get yeah but he puts out all right all uh, right I'm like hey so what's your raspberry pie doing <laughs> also what's it wearing um he he's a great cook he he made ribs at my house Dude, are you trying time. to like make a romantic connection here or what no, no, it's just, it's just a, it's a story where, like, you know, my butthole lit on fire. 
Um, <laughs> we we used to like have these like um, we um we we used to do these like dinner nights at each other's houses, and uh, we hosted a rib night at my house one time, and uh, he did all the cooking, and he called it rib roulette, and I think he bought like I don't know. 10 racks of ribs or something like that. It was a lot of fucking ribs. And, uh, he did, I don't know. Fuck. It wasn't, maybe it was 15. Yeah. Cause it was, it was five regular rack. Uh, yeah. Five regular racks of ribs, five ghost pepper, uh, racks of ribs and five Carolina Reaper ribs mm-hmm. like racks. And then he cut them yeah. all up into like just little, little like the, the bones and then mix them all together and that's rib roulette because you don't know what wow. you're gonna fucking get <laughs> they were delicious ribs that sounds heavenly dude it was like i love rib. they were so spicy it was just like it was so mean and then like it was a lot of ribs and there was only like six of us so um, there was a lot of leftovers, and because I hosted, he left them with me, and so he made these Ziploc baggies that had, like, you know, five or six ribs in each Ziploc baggie. And I got mm-hmm. home from a business trip at, like, midnight, like, you know, fly home and get to the house, and I just want to, like, eat some food quick and pass out. So I just, like, fucking grab one of these baggies, throw them on a plate, heat it up. Every fucking one of them <clears throat> was either a Reaper or a Carolina one. Every, every one was spicy. And I was like, God damn it. I'm like kind of cursing him and just like, I'm going to eat this shit and just like go to bed. And then. But you keep going like, damn you. I'm dumb, 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 Yeah, pretty dumb, much. Dumb, it's like, uh, oh, fuck uh, another dumb. hot one. And I'm like, oh, but they're so tasty. But like, fuck you. And um, I go to bed and then I shoot up like fucking sweating and panicked at like three in the morning. And I'm like, oh, no. And like run to the washroom. And it's like the fucking crying game. And wow. yeah, it was just vicious. And I'm texting him and I'm like, fuck you and your ribs, man. man. You know, I'm like destroyed. Yeah, I'm crying from both ends. This sucks. You're the worst friend ever. And he's oh. like, but those ribs though. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just DM him. He'll send you raspberry mm-hmm. pie. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, it's been fun chatting with you, man. On that shitty Likewise. note. Um, <laughs> I think we'll <laughs> wrap it up here. Do you, do you have any uh, final comments for uh, for the people? Uh, no, buy a 3D printer. Buy a I 3D guess. printer. Or Yes, buy a 3D printer. Do you, do you want to make a quick plug? I'll I'll put the prices right music on, and you you can you can do a quick da, plug. Buy one of these. Super cool 3D printers and change your life dramatically by making hundreds of dollars worth of photo gear at home that you melt in the car. So use carbon fiber materials. <laughs> there you go. Take it from Mario, the expert of 3D printing. He is a graduate of the Camerdactyl School that. of uh, Camera Printing and 3D Stuff. Cowabunga! Buy yeah, a printer. Yeah, buy a printer, fuckers. Um, <laughs> Mario, thank you for, um, hanging out with me and, uh, yeah, thank you everyone for, for tuning in and hanging out with us as we rambled through all sorts of shit and kind of talked about some camera stuff. And, um, 
you know, Kevin Hart is Danny DeVito. I think that could work yeah. in a lot of things. Yeah, it um, did feel like we were light on the camera stuff and big on the reimagined and recreated 80s and 90s movies, but it's all good. Yeah, I bet you some asshole executive is going to find this chat and like steal all of these ideas. And like, I know. It's like, yeah. this is what the people want. We're going to trademark it right now. You're going to get Dave Bautista. You're going to get Dave Bautista as <laughs> kindergarten cop. So. It's not you know, Uma. That's the silver lining in all this. <laughs> <laughs> Only if he wears those yep. big glasses that he's done in a couple of other movies. Those like, oh, big yeah. glasses. That would be the best. Of, like, and just like he, he's way more ripped than Schwarzenegger has ever been. So that would be hilarious as like kindergarten cop too. Cause like he'd just be in like that button up shirt and like he like, he's like a hulked out Peter Griffin. Yeah. He's going to find me and beat me up now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least he'll share some royalties with you. Sorry. I gotta, I gotta do one more here. Step right up, Chris Cohen. Thank you for joining right at the end of Photo Chat. We're just wrapping up right now, but if you came in earlier, you could have enjoyed the show a little bit more. Too bad you have shitty internet in the rural area that you live in. I miss you lots, and I wish you weren't as scared of COVID so that you could come down and visit me in Vancouver. Get your ass down here and come to fucking Denton next year because you got your passport, and I'm proud of you. I love yeah. you very much. Chris is one of my best friends, and- he was supposed nice. to come to Denton this year. He finally got his fucking passport, but then he didn't. So, um, yeah. Next yeah. week, I'm going to have Juan Martinez on, uh, who is, so no showcase showdown. I don't remember that. You're late, so that's all you get. Yeah. If you weren't, if you weren't late, we could have done whatever that is. Maybe we next week. We missed that. We gave, we gave away a couple of Leicas. You know, we did. And you missed that. You totally missed that. Actually, oh, yeah. shit. That reminds, so I'm going to be giving away a camera dactyl um, Polaroid scanner. The um, the thing. The, the mongoose? Oh, the, the, the not not thing? the mongoose. I'm, he didn't give me one of those. No, but like the, 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 uh, the Newton ring preventer thingy um, yeah, that he did with Brooklyn Film Camera. Um, as much as I want to put a, my own sticker over the Brooklyn Film Camera one, I'm not. Um, but, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> I got to let go of that rivalry at some point. It's not even a rivalry. I just don't like Kyle. But, you know, I I don't know Kyle. I just don't like that I got ripped off once. Anyways. Uh, um, maybe maybe we'll make amends at Polacon NYC. Maybe. If I make it there. Maybe. I might be in London at that time. I, I'm if, if I'm not in London, I'll go to New York. I'm, I'm planning for a pretty bitchin' big wide. Styled in the style of a New York building. Damn. So... Yeah, picture a skyscraper camera with a lens at the top. I'm going to try it. I'm not guaranteeing it, but that's like that's the kind of thing that I want to get into. Would it be in poor taste to do like a dual lens big wide? Yes, that would be in poor taste. (laughs) (laughs) Is it too Is is, is that too soon? (laughs) Horrible. Sorry. Damn you, Canadians. We will never forget. (laughs) <laughs> I yeah I mean I saw some of those posters in Texas and uh yeah never forget oh, yeah. um but yeah next week yeah. I am going to have Juan Martinez um uh, the founder of beers and cameras on here so um nice yeah join us next week for that and yeah. uh yeah 
one one day I'll make I'll make good with Kyle. I'll see. I'll invite him on the chat and see if he if he wants to BNC be hat. Yeah, BNC. Um, BNC. I had a BNC sticker on my fridge. So oh yeah, yeah. Kyle, if you end, or if anyone that knows Kyle ends up hearing this, um, slide in my DMs if you want to do an episode. You know, I like to exercise <laughs> these demons. So um, thank you again, Mario, and um, sure. everyone who tuned in. Stay safe out there, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Love you guys. Cheers, everyone. Peace. All right. Bye. Bye.